Podcast days are breezy. We can take it steezy with the dingers. With the dingers. Everyone's fanatic of those made of plastic at the dream house. At the dream house. Forever sibs, forever song, forever can, forever fun. Hey, hey, life with the dingers, blar, blar. Life with the dingers, larby, but it's a podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Blar, Blar, Blarby, a podcast where we discuss in depth each episode of Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse and the moral and political implications, subliminal or not so subliminal messages, and out there conspiracy theories contained within. I'm Maggie. Does this look like a schlam poofa to you? Hemmedinger. And I'm Evie. Hey, everybody, get a load of me, Hemmedinger. And I'm Dylan. My Barbie sense is tingling, Hemmedinger. We're going to start with a uh, summary of our first episode, which aired May 11th, 2012, Closet Princess. Now, Closet Princess is heavy with exposition. After the iconic opening theme, we see Barbara Millicent Roberts, or Barbie, in front of the mirror, trying to find the perfect fit for her 30, nope, 43rd anniversary of holding hands with Ken. Yes, uh, and if you look closely, you can tell... Um, if you look at her room, you can tell by her double bay windows, uh, that she is in the top left corner of the dream house. So that's, we know where her room is in her ridiculously large house. Well, do you think she has multiple rooms? If you had a mansion, would you have multiple rooms? It was just your house for you, I guess, and her sister's. Her and her sisters. I feel like I would just have one room. I would just have one room. If we all lived together (laughs) in a big mansion. I would just definitely just have one room. I would have one room. Yeah. You had to have one room to call home base. Like maybe you have like another room that you sleep in sometimes, but like one your room. Yes. And I would, I think I would choose the one with the two wall windows. Yes. Wall windows. uh, Double beach views. So Barbie did a good job choosing. She's got the master suite. Well, if it's not facing the window, she can just pack up the mansion, turn it the other way. <laughs> that comes later, Dylan. <laughs> um, also noteworthy, 43rd anniversary of the first time they held hands. Uh, 2012 minus 43, assuming that they're celebrating the 43rd like, year annually. Um, that was 1969, which is... Uh, Ten years after Barbie, <laughs> ten years after Barbie was uh, released, mm-hmm. so. so it's interesting. It took them ten years to find each other, I guess, mm-hmm. and hold hands. To hold hands. To, to hold hands. They could have. They could have been. They could have been together. <laughs> they could have been. Together. <laughs> they just didn't hold hands. <laughs> they did not know this stuff. Didn't hold hands though. I mean, their hands are not really articulated for that. That's true. Maybe this is just like maybe the forty third anniversary of. Like figuring out how to use your fingers. How to use the finger. Mm. <laughs> that could be. Mm-hmm. Um. So on with the episode, we see two characters who we assume are close friends with Barbie. We Teresa and Nikki are seated behind her, giving her helpful suggestions. For example, when Barbie asks if her outfit is chic or last week, Teresa answers in what seems like a sick burn at first. 
that it is both chic and last week, but clarifies that last week was just a really great week for her. Yeah, so um, all of them are wearing what we see them wear for the entire show, basically. Um, Nikki is wearing her very funky shirt, and Teresa is wearing her orange frilly shirt. And then Barbie, I want to discuss this a little bit. She's got her pink tutu dress thing, but now that I'm looking at it, it could be a skirt and a tank top, or is it a dress? I always assumed it was a skirt and a tank top. I always, yeah, skirt and tank top. I always thought it was a dress, and now that I look at it, it's like kind of clashing, and it does not look very good. It looks kind of ridiculous. It's just kind of pink. It's really pink. It's just a lot of pink. I, I, I think know. like because Barbie is the icon, she just defines what fashion is for the world. For the world, exactly. Like there are so many times when I've been like, I wish I was famous so I could just wear whatever I want. Mm-hmm. You don't the have Irish to conform style. if you are the one making the things people conform to. Exactly, and you could also go to fancy events and like not dress up. Mm-hmm. That sounds true. really great. And it's like cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they wore jeans. Trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out on the rest of the episodes to see if she ever wears something not pink. But I, no. in my. I, I have more about I this later on. But. All right. Well, so this is when we get our first talking head of the series. Um, Barbara tells. Nope, Barbie. Um, tells the camera. <laughs> I call her Barbara. <laughs> we're just tight. Like we're that. not there yet. <laughs> She lets me call her by her real name. Um, Barbie tells the camera that she could not find a card in the store for the 43rd anniversary of holding hands, so she makes her own, which I think shows Barbie's thoughtfulness and commitment to Ken. She's she's just going to make her it own. It did have music in it. Like it was yeah, it had music in the card. I don't know like, how you make that. She's kind she of put a lot of effort into it. You take yeah. one of the Build-A-Bear things and yeah, stuff but, it in the card. But it open like it plays when you open it that's yeah kind of complicated i mean i'm sure she in one of her careers she mm-hmm. must have had Probably, something there. yeah but another noteworthy thing is that she in that talking head is wearing um the necklace that she will find later in the episode mm. so that kind of tells you that the talking heads are filmed after the episode, after the episode. like they would be in a, in mm-hmm. a documentary that mm-hmm. makes sense but makes not sense. like they do it in the office but how they do it in like a real reality TV show. Yeah, real, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a documentary than a mockumentary. Yes, because <laughs> they're supposed to be real. And you wouldn't be able to just like pull them aside during their real life all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's true. That would be pretty inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Although it is really funny when you're watching like a baking show. And the they people act. who lost are like, I think we can do it. <laughs> it's like, you know you did it. <laughs> Like, we got this for sure. And they're just great at they're acting. They're like super confident about their thing that they know did bad. <laughs> they already know it Oscar. burnt up in the, in the oven, but they just got to grin and bear it. Yeah. Um, all right, so the adventure begins when Barbie decides that what her outfit needs most is her butterfly barrette, and it's located in her closet. This seems like it will be a quick, easy fix, but when she opens the closet doors, she reveals a seemingly endless space that Nikki calls a planet called fashion. Yeah, 
Um, if you take a close look, you'll notice that uh, pretty much every single item in her closet is pink. Like, about 5% of the clothes are like a teal color. And besides that, everything else is some sort of shade of pink. And I just don't see how that is good. How is that acceptable as a fashion icon? Like, where's the variety? I feel like if you open my closet, though, you'd be like, oh, I was about to just, say. <laughs> it's just gray and blue, though. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like... It's just yeah, but, blue. But you're not Barbie. Icon. You're not a fashion you icon. You don't have that responsibility on your shoulder. <laughs> you are but lowly Maggie. <laughs> uh, well, maybe if I keep collecting and I've got just an, an a fashion a planet called fashion, but it's just blue clothes, then yeah. I too can be Barbara. Yeah, I would be excited about that. <laughs> so at first, Nikki and Teresa are dazzled by the dream closet that seems to have outfits um, or every clothing item in existence. They pass by a large section of a variety of work outfits that Barbie describes as clothes from every career she has had. Um, yes. So we see that she was uh, once a pilot, a presidential candidate, not a confirmed president though, um, a race car driver, a flight attendant, and a nurse. But... You also see that there are multiples of each of these outfits. There's a, uh, three of each of them, except for the nurse outfit, which there are six. I mean, you gotta have change of clothes. She Maybe probably has different them. kinds of nurse. Or are there multiple Barbies out there? Mm. Or is she a stripper? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like when you strip one set of clothes, you need, you need another one. You can yeah. never wear it again. Well, it gets a little ruined. But, I mean, you know, a nurse is kind of like the classic. And flight attendant. I mean, she and has been every career. Yeah, she's done every career. She also, I'm pretty sure she does mention later that she was the president. Not 100% on that, though. Yeah, we'll check back on that. But yeah. it was a... I looked it up, I checked with the Barbie wiki, and it said presidential candidate outfit. So. Well, um, we can but, return yeah. to this later in the series, as she does <laughs> mention some of her other well, careers. Keep you updated. Keep you updated. <laughs> um, but before that, we, there's a scene of Ken has shown up at the door. Yes. Um, um, yes. He's ready with his bouquet of flowers and his chocolates. Um which we see the same bouquet um, throughout the whole show very often, the exact same one, um, which could either be convenient animating or, like, and Barbie's just got a style. Or just, like, you know, because, like, in real life Barbies, you would just have, like, the one. Yeah, you just have the one. Although they did wilt. Yes, they did. So I guess you'd have to have new ones. But... Um, another thing is, so there's a shot where uh, he's ringing the doorbell, and the doorbell is like reflective gold, but we do not see Ken's reflection in the doorbell. You don't see his hand. <laughs> so maybe Ken is a vampire? Oh, I did not consider this one. Could be, could be. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> a much bigger than Barbie being a stripper. I, yeah, so Barbie could be a stripper. Ken could be a vampire. The one sign is there. 
I, I mean, he is up, you know, all hours of the night awaiting yeah, that's true. Barbie. He's got supernatural powers. He so. he does. Um, he does. Yeah, I think this is a watch we have to keep out. Yeah, well, okay, so Ken Vampire Watch, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, so back to the closet. Barbie hands each of her friends a small bag that looks like it could maybe fit a couple pairs of socks in it. That's like, what I put It's too. so I small. I wrote down the same thing. Um, and then Ridiculously it, small bag could maybe fit a shirt. <laughs> maybe if you roll it up really yeah. small. It also looks pretty fragile. It looks like it's made out of paper. Like you just bought it from like Bath and Body Works. And she instructs them. That's the stripes like it too. Um, yeah, the, pink. the pink stripes. And she instructs them to knock themselves out. And that is followed by squeals and a shopping <laughs> montage. So then yes. Teresa and Nikki both return with like Santa sack esque sized <laughs> bags that they can barely drag behind them, but they're still the pink and white striped. So the only logical assumption is that these it's bags stretched, stretched out. out. Um, which I would like yeah. to get a hold of one of these bags. <laughs> this is magical. Um, another thing I noticed, I know I keep going back to this, but, um, when they're going through her closet, what they're going through are like, I mean, they're shades of pink, but they're super drab, like not fun colors at all. And like there's their patterns on them are like things you would find on a grandma couch. True. I mean, Barbie's pretty old. And they're like, like long like just straight looking skirts and not not cool looking stuff at all. So I think Barbie's just trying to pawn off some clothes. Maybe she's trying to get yeah. rid of some old fits. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we see her. She does go shopping quite often. So. And it seems like a generous mm-hmm. move, but maybe she was really just. I guess it has been through like closet. the generations. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Yeah. Also, one thing I just thought about is like the belts. Mm-hmm. Are the belts different colors? I don't think they're all pink. No, the belts no, are different they're colors. They're different colors. There's animal prints and such. Oh. To match yeah. every every yes. pair of pants. Every pair. Ever. So, there's probably a good amount mm-hmm. of animal cruelty in that off screen. Oh, Barbie would never. She might, though. It's all faux. We, we don't know. I, I don't know. Barbie might not be as perfect as she seems. Stay tuned to find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So in the mockumentary style, we've got uh, another talking head, Teresa. Um, She expresses her love for Barbie and by extension her closet because she is, and I quote, her exactly her size. So she's just grateful that all these clothes are going to fit her and she's she's getting her pick of the closet. Uh, Okay. uh, So Teresa and Barbie are the same size. Um, I feel like it's probably safe to assume all the Barbies are the same size. All the female ones, at least. All the, oh yeah. In all the show, the for female sure. female Barbies in the show are the same size. And so that makes me think, I mean, there are no fat Barbies in Barbie Life in the Dream House. Mm-hmm. There are no fat Barbie dolls. No. I looked it up, there's like a thicker Barbie doll, but like, <laughs> yes. not. Are we to not. assume that Barbies are representational of real humans though or are they a different species do they even eat is gain weight something they really well we they find do out eat. later they, in do the they episode. eat but do they need to eat and where does it go does, does it actually and it's all plastic so yeah does it actually like affect their body in any way 
I guess everything's fantastic when you're made of plastic. <laughs> I guess that's probably the answer. Consumerism. <laughs> Our first mention. Um, so another montage scene follows this one. Where wait, the, wait, hold on. One oh, other thing about the talking head. Um, the background of Teresa's talking head is different from Barbie's, and the wall matches her shirt, so we can assume it is her own house. Mm-hmm. And throughout the show, everyone's talking head is personalized to them. So they must, after the events of the episode, go to their houses and and record the confessionals. See, here, I would think that like they just have different backgrounds. You know, they like wheel in the background. Oh, you think? Yeah. You know what? You might be right. I feel like there's sometimes when we get a zoom out and you see like some lighting and mm-hmm. some. Yeah. yeah. Like, so they can all be all in but... one place, you know? Yeah. The logistics of the Barbie Life at the Dreamhouse show are um, very important. It's very complex, but it isn't. I mean, I do feel like the spirit of it is that each person is in their own space, whether it is like actually their house or mm-hmm. just like their own background that they yeah. have. It's like when you're reading a graphic novel and they have different colors for the text bubbles. Right, yeah. Just to make it clear. Couch is the same for them, though. They use the same couch. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that so makes me think it's definitely a different background. What? I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure, like, for the guys, it's a different couch. <gasps> no, you're right. It's the gray one. Yes. <laughs> wow. With It's, like, very drab and, like, kind of plain. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, like, modern. It is modern. Gender, gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. This one's, like, very curvy therapy type. Yeah, it's got, That's like, been, um... Yeah. Yeah. Fancy, mm-hmm. fancy pillows on it. Yeah. Um, dang. Um, so the next scene that follows is another montage scene where the dolls try to, they try out different makeup and hairstyles on this enormous Mondo Barbie head that they find in one part of Barbie's closet. It's just like a giant version of her face. And um, so at this point in the episode, we get another cutscene um, from Ken, who's waiting outside for Barbie. Um, and so this one we see, it is now nighttime, and we, we see Ken yawn, still waiting at the door. He kind of wakes himself up and, uh-huh. and just keeps staring at the door with his flowers and his chocolate. So he is tired at night. He is tired. Poor boy. Well, I was, I was talking Vampire Watch. Yes. Something to, something to note. Yeah. Probably has been up all day. Um, and then something, uh, when, uh, Teresa and Nikki are, um, using the makeup, um, whenever we see them use makeup on themselves, they use the same, like, giant tools, even though this, these ones were definitely, maybe that's why the giant head helps, because it's actually appropriately sized, but... They still use like those, like the, the giant like <laughs> lipstick, yeah. the giant mascara um, on, themselves. on themselves. Yeah. Does Barbie use the giant mascara and the giant lipstick? I think so. Okay. Yeah, we definitely see the mascara. It's so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then by the end of the montage, they were covered in blue and purple and red streaks. 
Even though they clearly did not use any of that on the Barbie head, they did not get creative on it no. at all. It no, it was just so basic. Normal, just I normal think Barbie. It looked right about the same. Yeah. They must have done like some troubleshooting, some different Maybe. colors, and then just kind of erased it and went for basic. Yeah, because they had like blue streaks and red. Like Yeah, like dark red. I was like, there's none on there. Mm-hmm. She just had some light, light pink lips and i'm pretty sure that's it that's probably about it <laughs> one thing i did appreciate is they did when they cut to a scene later they were still had all like the makeup stuff on them mm-hmm. which like normally in cartoons once something affects them it's it's gone it's gone yeah no they were still damaged made, made up <laughs> Not damn it. <laughs> um, so I mar- marked this as this is when the episode takes a turn because mm-hmm. up to this point, Teresa and Nikki have just been awestruck by everything Barbie. But at this point, they're getting tired and hungry. They're covered in makeup. You can hear when they stretch that you can hear the plastic popping as if you were, you know, bending your own Barbie dolls at home. <laughs> Um, and they quickly flip from being dazzled to being exhausted and upset that they're still in her closet. When Barbie tells them that there's still a one to two day journey ahead of them, they are... She says only one or two days. And then you hear like a hawk caw in the distance. (laughs) 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 They just get so upset and they were like, we're hungry. What did she say? We're famished. And starving. <laughs> They're both famished and starving. Um, so Barbie, uh, this gets exasper- exasper- exacerbated when um, Barbie tries to find a mint in her pocket for them to eat and pulls out, you guessed it, the butterfly barrette. Yeah. So at this point, the friends go into a state of manic. <laughs> they are just <laughs> from so the exhaustion upset. and the starvation. Um, and um, they find a random lever yep. in the middle of the floor and rush to it in their panic. And they then, don't know what it does. They don't know what it it's does. It's an act of desperation. And against the warnings of Barbie, Barbie says, no, don't do it. They pull the lever and fall through a trapdoor. Um, yes, through a trapdoor that drops them on the front steps of the dream house. And now this was very interesting to me. Why does Barbie stop them? It's <laughs> exactly. an immediate escape from it the endless them. dimension. That's <laughs> right. I was thinking about. And how? Okay. They yeah. hadn't eaten or slept in clearly a very unhealthy amount of time. And the lever was their salvation. Why would Barbie stop them? Okay, here's... I I was thinking about that too because I was like, here's an easy escape to outside. I guess she just didn't want them to like fall down a dark tunnel and like violently land outside Yeah, it did look uncomfortable. Yeah, and they... Nikki did get a shoe... A shoe bonk. A shoe bonk mm-hmm. fell on her head. A shoe bonk. It bonked her. Um, so I'm thinking that's what Barbie was doing. Like, it feels like she maybe just had an easier way to get out. But yes, also, she does get out. why would she be so opposed to them using that? Mm-hmm. Especially after tricking them into following her into this hell <laughs> well now that's for controversial a reason, <laughs> for a reason that she knows all too well is completely made up she had 
the the barrette the entire time. Yeah, she really. And she led them in. She showed them all this. She wowed them, drew them in, and took her kill. Okay, it's so like here's... that scene in Percy Jackson. Yes, with the casino. The Lotus Casino. It's the Lotus Casino. Oh, well, okay, so here's what I was about to say, you know, like, like that scene really juxtaposes, like, the difference between Barbie and everyone else, because Barbie's so calm and positive the whole time, and they are, you know, haven't eaten, are just, are very upset, mm-hmm. um, as, as one uh, might be, uh, but if Barbie did trick them to go in there, it might make more sense that she's okay okay being in there. Yeah. Just always happy. And also, where are her pockets? Yeah. Yeah. Where are her pockets? Where was the beret? I see no pockets. No. It's like a waistband, maybe. She had it tucked in there. Just she thought she had a mint in her waistband? I guess so. <laughs> just keeping it warm. Just keeping Classic it warm. Keeping it warm for a warm mint. That, that hot mint that gum. Hot mint. Hot mint. Harvey's <laughs> always known for her hot that mints. That hits the spot. Um, so uh, they also, so they fall through a trap door. They end up on the front porch of the dream house. And then they land right next to a tired-looking, stubble-adorning Ken who is still standing upright outside the dream house. Standing? Why did he not sit down? Though he had dropped the chocolates and the flowers were rather wilted. He let the chocolates sit down, but he he set them down and then got back up. So let's get into this. It takes an average of three to four days for someone to grow an even stubble, such as Ken has. Um, And a bouquet of roses can stay unwilted for up to a week. So, since they are wilted, that means that Ken was likely there for about seven days. Just standing there. Just dead. My question is, where is the line? This is not a healthy relationship, in my opinion. Ken is has beyond concerning levels of devotion to Barbie, um, who offered him no communication at all throughout the entire ordeal, even though she apparently is obsessed with her phone. If you look at the wiki, she loves her phone. Oh, it says she her one of her habits is losing her, her phone. No, she her one of her dislikes is losing. Her. I've literally never seen her phone. No, in this. In the series, but anyway, so she does not communicate to him all uh, to him at all. But once she obviously steps out immediately, is all right. I'm ready. Like obviously expecting him to be there to be ready. Um, and Ken is completely unfazed. He when she comes out, he's thrilled. He's not bothered at all about the situation that he stood in front of her door for a week straight. Is that? Such a common occurrence. Okay, here's here's what I think. Insignificant. Where I disagree with you is I think it is a common occurrence, and so I think that Ken expects it, and I think it's a great metaphor for people being accommodating in relationships, and they know what to expect uh, with their partner. Obviously, there's a line. Obviously, there's a line, but he knows the the way that Barbie is, and and the time that she needs. And he is okay with that. And you know what? If he... Except, except that she had the clip, 
the whole time. <laughs> that's she. That's a good point. She is manipulating him. She's making sure that she has this guy. She is. She is just using her power. She knows that he'll do anything for her. He. She knows he's gonna be standing there no matter how long she wanders around in her closet hell. And not once does she mention like, oh, I hope Ken's not out no. there waiting, or oh, I should no we concern. should we should speed this up. She's like, no, let's go on our one There's... to two day journey mm-hmm. through the closet onward, and her poor friends are just at at no. the end. No, <laughs> um, they're being roped into her. So in the in the background after after Barbie comes out, she's looking glamorous as always. Compliments Ken on his stubble and graciously accepts the flowers. In the background, we see Teresa and Nikki devouring the chocolates from the box Ken yeah. had had brought and dropped on the porch. Um, and I feel like we get the overall impression that Teresa and Nikki are relatively new to Barbie's lifestyle. Like maybe they're new friends, um, but that that was maybe a common occurrence in Ken's experience. As he was unfazed. Yeah, they have been holding hands for 43 years. So. That's true. That's true. Just because it's common doesn't mean it's okay. I stand by that. No, I no, I agree. I, I do agree. Yeah. I also feel like maybe after 43 years, like they would have worked something out where maybe... Like a sort of system. Yeah, yeah. maybe like mm-hmm. Ken could let himself in and sit on the couch, perhaps. <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> or like, hey, Ken, do you want a key? <laughs> Um, and like, even maybe if he's uncomfortable with that, like he could show up a couple hours late, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he would days. know More maybe, days. maybe he could take some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we're all, or maybe they now. get phones and use them. Yeah. This is, well, yeah. we don't know what the cell reception's like in Barbie's closet. Well, he did invent literally like everything in her home. He installed closet. Surely closet can get some sort of line of communication. Well, closet isn't here yet. Yeah, we haven't been introduced to don't closet. Don't get ahead here. of yourself. Sorry. Or, you know, she could let him in and they could look for it together. That could be their date. That could be their date. Yeah, clearly the there's a lots to do there are in a lot of other options. the planet called fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be into that. Yeah. Yeah. They did go on a 72-hour, 48-hour shopping spree. I don't remember the specific time. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that'll about do it for uh, this week's episode, episode. of um, Blar Blar Blarby. In case you were wondering, that first episode was three minutes and um 17 seconds i believe and so far this podcast is 29 <laughs> minutes and oh no 30 minutes we might <laughs> chop it down a little bit but um uh that's just to give you a sense of how comprehensive of a job we would like to do for you um and we do encourage you to go and watch this episode um you can find it on youtube or netflix um or supposedly on the barbie website um we in no way own any rights to anything but, but we are if just you know barbie someone fanatics. that does don't tell them send them our what? way <laughs> oh yeah send yeah. them our way we'd love to talk to them yes we would love to talk yes so or if you, you know are kate a bar- higgins oh or yeah big fans the other actors' names that I know, Sean. We're about to become very familiar with them uh, over our journey here. Um. So anyway, catch us next time for the second episode. 
Um, and we will talk to you next time. Blur, 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 be out. <laughs> Life with the dingers, Larby, but it's a podcast.